Welcome to the Married and Naked podcast. I'm Tammy, founder of the blog Married and Naked, certified sexuality coach and speaker. And I'm Joel, TV host, motivational speaker, and the guinea pig to the lessons you're about to learn. We're high school sweethearts married over two decades, and we're on a mission to help you create the marriage you desire and deserve. Let's get naked. Hi, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. That's what uh, Doc Shepard always has. That, that's what he always says. So I just copied him. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, then uh, at the end, I'll do what Smartless does and say bye. <laughs> These are actually some of our favorite podcasts. Doc Shepard, which he is the armchair expert, and Smartless, which is with Jason Bateman and Will Arnett and Sean Hayes. Hayes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just totally threw us there. Welcome to the Married and Naked podcast, everybody. Happy to have you here with us today. Let's have some fun. Sounds good. <laughs> oh, Joel's alluding to today's topic. I know the topic today. Let's have some fun, baby. Let's have some fun. But before that, how are things going with you, Joel? What's Go- the latest? Going well. Um, you know, it's heating up in Southern California, so enjoying being out in our pool finally for the first time all year. Um, and looking forward to uh, a, a trip. Yeah, we're taking a big trip, so we're gearing up to do that, which is one that we had to cancel last year, and we're all really excited. We'll be heading to the East Coast. We live here in Southern California, so that's going to be really fun. Yeah, we're leaving the heat here in Southern California. It's supposed to be over 100 uh, coming up next week, and yet it's supposed to be in the 90s with 80% humidity where we're going. So. Oh, it sounds fantastic. <laughs> Super refreshing. <laughs> yes, I don't know what's better, but... Um, Anyways, I know a lot of people are down on California and I don't know why, because you cannot get any better than California weather. I will tell you that I love where we live and the weather that we have. We're so lucky. I think it's the other things, the taxes. <laughs> I know it's the other things. It's <laughs> the not traffic, the weather. Everybody the would want the weather, right? <laughs> yes. Well, not everybody. Some people don't like the heat, but yeah. <laughs> okay. So speaking of a trip and how fun that is. Today, we're diving into lesson number five of the 10 life-changing marriage lessons. And this lesson is the importance of keeping the fun alive. Now, I know this sounds super cliche and probably oversimplistic, but what I want us to do is think for a moment about play. And I want to think of it on a more scientific level, thinking about our bodies and how our relationships work. So I'm not a scientist, clearly. You uh, can argue whatever it is I say here, and you might be right, (laughs) but... I'm not going to argue with you. (laughs) But uh, I don't know the ins and outs of all this and how the body works, but essentially what I do understand is that in the beginning of relationship, we all know this, everything is new and exciting. Everything feels novel. Every little thing feels thrilling. And in the beginning, there are hormones just flying, like dopamine, serotonin, endorphins, and oxytocin, all of which are considered happy hormones, which are caused by the exciting newness that a new relationship brings. But as time goes on and you get to know each other, the newness wears off. And instead of that initial passionate, you know, intense love, it settles then into a romantic love. Once the newness begins to wane, there are less hits to these hormones because there is less newness. So I just want you to think about that for a moment. 
We don't often stop and think about what is actually happening in our body when we're having experiences. And there's all kinds of chemicals flowing around that are creating the emotions and the feelings that we have when it comes to everything. But obviously here we're talking today about love and relationships. So I'm curious, Joel, you know, I have the worst memory ever. (laughs) I admit to that. Can't believe you admit that all the time. (laughs) So I'm never an authority when it comes to our memories. However, Joel has the most amazing memory. So I'm curious, do you remember this stage with us? Now, I do want to say that Joel and I have been together literally forever. If (laughs) If you're new to this podcast, we've been together since we were... Uh, just turning 14 years old. So our experience might be very different than many people's experiences. So but I'm curious if you have any thoughts to this experience in our our own relationship. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I I remember our our very first kiss vividly. Mm -hmm. Talk about hormones going uh, crazy. Um, Well, we were also teenagers. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So there that's a multiplier. (laughs) For sure. But um, no, no, I I remember it. And I remember leading up to the kiss and how everything just being around you and, and, and holding your hand. Anticipation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All that anticipation and, and not wanting to be away from you. And yeah, I, I remember just fireworks every single time we connected. We'd plan out, oh my gosh, what are you doing this Saturday? What are my parents? What are your parents doing? Let's do this, you know? <laughs> yeah. Let's get them to take us here because we couldn't even drive at the time. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. There was, I mean, talk about all those fun um, chemicals going off in our body. It was nonstop. And what about when, do you have any thoughts or memories to when that started to kind of dissipate like all that intense excitement? I don't know that I can pinpoint a time when it would dissipate. Mm -hmm. Do you remember a time when uh, everything kind of slowed down? I don't remember as teenagers, but I do remember our first year of marriage and that feeling like everything kind of settled down into a different kind of love and a different kind of experience. It wasn't all new and exciting. It was like real life, which makes it sound like it was kind of a letdown. And that's not what I mean. (laughs) But in a way, you know, when you're when you are young and, and in love and planning a wedding and everything is so new and exciting, and then you just kind of stop and settle into life. It does kind of feel like a letdown at first, and you have to, it did for me anyways, and uh, we had to make some adjustments in what our new life and new experience was going to be. So I do remember that feeling like, oh, this is a different kind of love and experience than what we've had prior to this. Yeah, I definitely remember that 100%. Mm -hmm. So, and, and it had a lot to do with all of that, like you said, anticipation, and then the things happened, you know, the marriage, the... Uh, the honeymoon, the getting our new place, our condo, mm-hmm. moving in for the first time because we we lived with our parents until we got married, and then we were married, and then we were moved in at the same time, and then like you said, life kind of took over. That did make a lot of the excitement kind of disappear. Yeah, and many people get worried when this break in newness begins to happen when you begin to feel 
different about the experiences when those hormones aren't shooting off all the time, when you're not feeling excited and passionate every moment, then a lot of people begin to worry about this in the relationship, thinking that the high that you feel in the beginning is supposed to last forever. And I mean, if we think about everything that we are shown in media about love, it really doesn't take you very far after the falling part, right? So none of us really know, unless you've been through it, what is it supposed to look like after that? And we certainly didn't. We were kids. And what's really hard is that all those feelings in the beginning feel so good. It just feels so good, that falling part, all that passion, all that excitement, all that anticipation. And when that starts to wane off, it can become worrisome. But here's what I want to say about that. It's not supposed to last forever. It is very natural for it to begin to wane. And the typical newlywed stage, and I'm putting that in quotes, of a relationship is one to three years. And then after that passion, then you kind of settle into what a lot of people will call romantic love. So it's a different kind of love than what you have in the beginning. And it's very normal, natural process of a relationship. There's nothing wrong with your relationship if that's what you're feeling. So if this is normal for this to happen, what does that mean for us in long-term relationships? Does it mean that we're all just doomed to not have any more excitement and newness in our relationships ever? Is that what it means? Oh my goodness, I hope not. <laughs> I, I, I want to raise my hand and say, well, how do we how do we get the newness back? Yes, you know? and that's what we all are, I think, looking for, right? We all would love to just keep as much of that as we can. And what it means is this, that if we think about all those hormones were happening because of that newness and excitement, then thinking about your long-term relationship, how can you incorporate some newness and excitement in your relationship now, even after many, many years together? And one of the best ways to do that is through play. Getting intentional about novelty and newness can begin to release more of those happy hormones that we were feeling in the beginning. And the happier that we feel, the more satisfied in the relationships we tend to be. So when you think about play in our relationship, Joel, do you notice a difference in our connection when we are intentional about being playful with each other? A hundred and fifty percent. Absolutely. I... One of the things I feel I'm most proud of in our relationship is that we are, you keep using that word, you used it in the last podcast, using this one, we are intentional about making time for play. I have to admit that, you know, we, we clearly, these are lessons for a reason that we're sharing with you, things that we've had to learn, as I said, the hard way. And I feel like play for me is one of the more difficult things to get intentional about. And I don't think that I would be alone in that. As adults, we naturally tend to distance ourselves from being playful and being fun. And we get serious about life. Some people like you, you tend to be more playful. You're you're silly and goofy. Me, I'm much more serious person. So being playful for me it really does take intention. It's something that I have to think about and work at and I have to plan. And um, I just want you to think about that, that it's not something that comes natural to us as adults. So if that's the case, 
then that's why we always use the word intention. That's got to be something that you are intentionally planning and setting aside time and creating the space within the relationship for that newness and that novelty to occur. Yeah, you're right. It is easier for me to to have to be silly and have fun, and you know, it's part of your nature. Yeah, it is. And and whereas yours is, you know, it is more methodical and Mm -hmm. thought out and timed. Over time in our relationship, I think we've gotten really good about understanding this about each other and not making the other feel bad about you know, how they're coming to the table when it's fun time. So when I'm talking about f- fun here, I'm talking about specific activities that feel kind of exciting and new and add a little bit of novelty to your married lives. Doing things exciting together can help you feel bonded. It can increase trust. It can build friendship and it can increase passion and desire and increase intimacy and overall just makes you feel good. That's why being intentional about fun is such a valuable lesson in a relationship. Now, I am differentiating here between just hanging out together and spending time together because that's one of our favorite things to do is just watch, hang out and watch TV and chill on the couch, right? We, we love to do that. And if we really allow ourselves to, we could just do that all the time. <laughs> and we have. <laughs> and we have. And yeah. I notice that when we do that all the time and we don't do anything fun, then I notice a difference in our relationship, when we're mostly every night just sitting on the couch watching TV, even though we're sitting next together, we're cuddling, we're, we're talking a commercial or whatever, I don't feel as connected to you as I do when we are planning fun time. Well, and I think that goes without saying too, and we're focused on not each other. We're focused on TV. We may be doing it together and sitting next to each other, maybe holding hands or rubbing each other's back, but our attention isn't on each other. A couple things to consider when planning some play in a relationship. Make sure that you're both comfortable with what you are doing. It doesn't have to be skydiving. I'm not talking about you have to go jump out of a plane in order to build these hormones together, (laughs) in order to have these happy hormones flowing through. Now, if that's what you want to do, more power to you. But Joel may say he would like to go do something like that. I don't think you would jump out no, of a plane, I'm, but you have done some very scary things that I would never do, like crazy zip lines or I don't know. Jump. Indoor skydiving. Indoor skydiving, which I might do, but we have to find a balance between what we're both comfortable with. But I do want to say that in the thing that you're planning, think about something that creates some excitement. Maybe it's like going to an amusement park and riding some roller coasters that create that hit of adrenaline. Maybe it's trying a a new hike that you've never been before, some place you've never been before, and it's so exciting when you get to the top and you see the vista together. Maybe you're doing a new project together and you're building something or you're creating something in your backyard, something that when you're done, you feel so excited and that you've done that together. Even down to trying new sexual positions, like something novel, some doing some role play, something that creates a little bit of the unexpected, but doing it within both of your comfort zones, something that you've talked about ahead of time that you both feel comfortable with. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I love, cause we just redid our office and we redid our office. I did part of it while you were gone, kind of a surprise. And then when you got back, we went and painted the office together and finished it off together, built everything together, went to the store together and it was fun. And we, we step back and we look at the office now and we're both like, heck yeah, that was fun. It was, we were proud and it was a great experience with you. Yeah. We wouldn't take it too seriously. We had fun. We played music. We were silly when we were painting and, and it did make for a really good experience. And uh, I feel more bonded to you and proud when we look at our office together. Okay. And now I'm going to take it in a fun, exciting, and sexy way. Okay. We were just in Las Vegas recently, and we had an opportunity to go and spend several hours in the lazy river together, (laughs) hanging on a tube, holding each other the whole time. And then in the evening, have a wonderful time. They have jacuzzi tubs in the rooms Mm -hmm. at the Signature in Las Vegas. Oh my gosh, I, uh, I'm, I'm speechless. But anyhow, it was, it was so much fun and, and something that we don't do here because we yeah. don't have a jacuzzi tub here. That's the thing. It was, it was something, yeah, yes. It was something novel, right? Taking advantage of the lazy river there and taking advantage of the jacuzzi tub. It's, it was something novel and exciting that we, got to do that created an incredible bond. It was a really special experience that that connected us uh, deeply. We took full advantage of that novelty. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. There was a lot of serotonin in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> TMI, baby. T- TMI. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> so make sure you're both comfortable with what you do. Check in with each other. One of the things that Joel and I did, I just recently was feeling like we just aren't being playful enough in our relationship. Everything's so serious. Everything's so tough. I just need more fun and laughter in our lives. So we decided to build a bucket list, a couple's bucket list. We did a bucket list for just future things. And we also created a list of date night ideas of things that created a little bit of excitement that were a little novel, a little fun. So we worked on these lists together of things that we both felt good about. Yeah, I'm so excited about the couple's bucket list uh, and about some of the things that we wrote on this, because it's one thing to think about what you want to do and what you want to accomplish in your lifetime. We have our own bucket list, you and I. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and not all things that are on my list are on your list and vice versa. So when you sit down to do a couple's bucket list, it's like, okay, well, what, what do you what what do you think would be incredible? What do you think would be exciting or sexy or, you know, fascinating to do together? And it's so much fun to write it down and to see where we do crossover a lot. Yeah, this was a, a book that I bought Joel for Christmas, the couple's bucket list book. I'll put a link to it in the description notes, but it did inspire us to start to think about things that we wanted to do together in the grand scheme of things. And actually, some of them weren't so grand. They were just small things that we wanted to do together. But it was fun to think about those ideas as a couple and ways to bring more excitement and laughter and fun to our lives. Do you remember what what I felt was the most surprising one where you're like, you want to do that? No, what was that? Uh, when I said that I wanted to take an RV trip all across oh, the United yes, States. Yes. Yeah, and that was so surprising because... We took an RV trip with with our family, with the kids for 10 days several years ago. And Joel, when he had to like uh, do the the pump, the sewer pump thing, oh, he is a germaphobe. It was the most hilarious thing to watch, but he was miserable. 
The, you were miserable having I, to do I that. I know I was miserable. So I was shocked that you would want to go do that for an extended period of time. It, and here's why. I, I know exactly why. I can say it now. I don't have miserable memories of that. I have incredible memories of where we went yeah. and how we had such an amazing time together as a family. That's true. Well, I'm, I'm glad you remember the good stuff and not the bad. <laughs> I can't stand the sewer stuff. Those don't stand out for me. Mm. I remember you guys making fun of me, but I don't remember how I felt. Maybe it's because I blocked it out because I don't want to think about it. <laughs> but I just remember how incredible it was. And so anyways, we have a neighbor who has an RV and it's just, it seems so romantic and so incredible and I cannot wait. And we were talking about it and you're like, oh, I'd love to do that. We actually got out the map and looked to see like what road would we take to go cross country. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. And this is just the two of us. So this is when our kids are, you know, on their way or college or old enough, just the two of us take this trip. Yeah. That was, that was fun to plan that out. And that's who knows how far in, in, in the future, but it was fun to think about it and it made us feel closer and connected just doing that. So remember, play can boost your happy hormones. I want you to think about getting hits to those hormones as much as you can. Make it priority to add in some novelty, some play and excitement so you get some dopamine and serotonin flowing. And the happier you are feeling due to these hormones flowing, the more satisfied you will feel with your marriage. Agreed. All right. Well, Joel and I are going to go and take some time to add some things to our bucket list because <laughs> now I'm feeling like, oh, that was fun. We need to do that again. Let's let's uh, make a date night to add more things to our bucket list. Absolutely. It's a date. All right. Thank you for joining us today on Married and Naked Podcast. I hope you are planning some fun with your spouse. Feel free to let us know what you guys find as the most fun or what's on your couple's bucket list. We would love to hear that. And don't forget to subscribe, follow our all of our socials. We would appreciate it so much. All the support means so much to us. And we'll see you next time on the Married and Naked Podcast. Mm-hmm.